Hello, hello, hello. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick of the title. I'm glad to be here tonight. I've, I'm recording this in the evening. Uh, the fan is blowing. I don't care about turning the fan off. It's called mood. I'm setting a mood, and I want to be comfortable. It's like winter here in Toronto, and uh, in my room, I got a fan going, my ceiling fan, and it's fine. It's good. I, I like circulating air, so sue me. Don't sue me. I can't afford lawyer fees. You know what would happen if uh, I had to go to a lawyer? I uh, would go to the lawyer, and they'd say they'd turn down the case. And I'd have to go to the, um, what do they call them? General prosecutor, home prosecutor, public counsel, and uh, something like public counsel. And uh, they'd be like, oh, I guess we'll take it. And they say, what's the charge? And I'll say, I actually forgot. It was a joke I made at the beginning of a podcast. And I've forgotten what they, I said I was being charged with. So, do you take the case? And he'd say, no. And then we'd move on. And I'd have to go home. Today's guest is just a, a magical boy uh, named Rob Pugh. Hilarious comic. Really one of the best in the city. He's uh, traveled all over. Lived, uh, put in his time in America. You'll hear about some of the things he got up to, including the television show Punked. Uh, in the podcast, we talk about a few topical things. This was recorded last week, so they were topical last week. Hopefully they still stand. I think we talk about the Canadian election a little bit. So uh, that's exciting. But yeah, Rob is awesome. I loved our talk. Uh, I'm probably going to have him on in the future, and we'll talk more about things that are going on, and hopefully I don't put it out like a week later. But, um, yeah, if you enjoy this, definitely check out Rob's album. Even if you don't enjoy this, definitely check out Rob's album, Pugilist. Very funny. And uh, check out some of his clips online. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube. It's all really funny. And you can follow him on Twitter at Rob Pugh and then an underscore, I think. So he somehow wasn't the first Rob Pugh. Don't know how that happened. It was wonderful having him at my house, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I fixed this uh, vodka orange juice. We both had a vodka orange juice together, which is, I think, maybe the first time I've done the podcast having a little wee beverage. And also, uh, we we did hug. And I'm just trying to think of any other fun facts. We talked about how important it is for comedians when they're starting out to know how to drive because that makes them valuable to comedians who do not know how to drive. And uh, I got my full driver's license in Canada this Wednesday. I passed the road test. I had had a license, it just wasn't the full one, for years, like seven years, basically, of having this G2 license. And uh, finally, I, I took my first road test, and I passed it. Flying colors? I don't know. But I passed. So now I can drive around comedians. What a dream. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Rob Pugh. Have fun. So what would you rather look at? The cool kind of like EKG, uh, you know, um, uh, program or like our faces as we don't look at each other but talk? Whatever works. I don't know, man. This, I don't mind the EKG. Yeah, better than my heads. big head. You got the fresh military yeah. haircut. Yeah. 
Rob. I like uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother in <laughs> Home Alone. What, Kevin, you're such a disease. Is that yeah. what he says? Can, yeah. can you give me one of those? He's got uh, such a, he's got a good life now, that guy. Was, was a, I was reading good stories about him on the internet. I like reading. The brother? Nice, yeah. What's do you, Buzz? Buzz. Like he's what? like a humanitarian now. I think he was like a firefighter, paramedic, or something. Then he started some outreach program. Like he's just a just a good person. <laughs> that's, got a normal job out of show business. Yeah. That's what Joffrey did, right? Yeah. Like the guy from Game of Thrones was like, "I'm retiring from acting, and I'm beca- going to school for like social work or something." Yeah. And yeah. I guess you play like the worst person in the world, and you're just like. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I've had some catharsis for that in play, and now it's yeah. time in real life to be, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. And then you have Craig Kielberger. It's like the opposite. Who's a Kielberger? He was like the young guy who was let's save, let's end hunger. Oh right. And then I think now it's weird. Right. But yeah. I got nothing beyond. Yeah. That now it's he's weird. on the dark web all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, maybe I should do a little. This is always the fun part where I go. Rob Pugh is yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rob Rob yeah. Pugh is in the building at the podcast Nick Flanagan Weekly. That's we my go. podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, you're gonna get. I I predict we're gonna crack 200 listens on the Pugh episode. Wow, 200. That's a, is that a big deal. <laughs> Are we breaking the internet? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think I want to do a Kim Kardashian breaks the internet style uh, photo shoot for sweet. this. Sweet. So sweet. I should have worn my butt implants. <laughs> do you ever do that on stage? Like, just sometimes go out with butt implants just to fuck with them. I wish. I wish I had them. I would probably wear them. I feel like Sin, Sin, sure. <laughs> Sinbad has like kind of butt implant. <laughs> he's got high bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got high butt, and yeah. uh, that's kind of a comedic thing. Sometimes is that almost like Humpty Dumpty style roundishness? Yeah. You know, it's lucky. That's athletic. You get the high bum. You're lucky. You're good at sports. Tell me more about this. You're the sports <laughs> guy in the room. Every time I see high bum, I'm jealous. Ah, like, oh, nice high bum. Because I got like chimp legs. You know, they're like three inches long, and then the rest of my body's torso. So. <laughs> that's but that's another way of being yeah. strong, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you need to like hit the ground, like Donkey Kong yeah. or something, yeah, I'm good at breaking stuff for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Did you ever work manual labor, Rob? Pugh? Yeah, of course. What did you do? I was a roofer. Uh, I worked in an engine rebuilding shop for a summer. Did I uh, worked at my dad's battery shop most of my life, so mm-hmm. refurbishing car batteries. Refurbishing car batteries. Yeah. So that's like man's man stuff. Yeah, I was a kid doing man stuff. Yeah, I was 13 to 18. I was doing that. And my assumption here is that I felt very false at the beginning. <laughs> my <laughs> assumption here. But no, I always thought you were somebody who uh, like... Uh, you, you've kind of worked, been in comedy since teenhood, right? Mm-hmm. So you actually haven't really needed to work yeah. outside of comedy that much, have you? Yeah, all my jobs I had before I start, started comedy. I just, I literally quit doing everything just so I could do. But I mean, I started in Alberta and all you needed was a car. Yeah. And there was nobody doing comedy. And yeah. Everybody needed that 15 minute bullet opener. That was actually one of my questions for yeah. you that I did write that was about comedy. Cause mostly I want to talk about the news. Robin, sure. Robin, we're here to talk shit. Sure. Cause when, when I asked you about going on the podcast, I was like, we could talk about the ups and downs. You're yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let's We're just talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, one of my questions was, would you say to a beginning comic, the most important thing is to have a car? Yeah. It's and super important. That's what I feel. You to make know? money. And yeah. if you want to keep doing it and 
if you don't want to do your day job that's the way to do it but i would I, I like that like i have some really good friends that do comedy and they they also have good day jobs and they find balance and i think that's a good thing too so i don't yeah. if you got a good thing like unless it really means you can make a lot more doing stand-up than just do both i you know, stay versatile stay I, i'm in that flexible. pocket you yeah. know like i know every time we talked about la when before I went and after I went, you'd be like, well, I can't yeah. get a fucking stage time there. Yeah. And tough. it's tough, but it's also like, well, for especially in this period we are in right now, it's like, yeah, but you could make videos or something sure. and then talk to somebody who has like a company a lot more right. easily than in Canada. You know, you Very could so, yeah. write scripts. You could, God forbid, yeah. just write jokes and yeah. not go on stage <laughs> for a while and actually have some comedy yeah, yeah. to offer. Yeah, you could do a lot of work for sure. I yeah. mean, not that anyone's, <laughs> I was supposed to say not that anyone's doing that in LA, yeah. but they are, but it's just that I feel LA is the epicenter of a certain, of a type of, com a corner of comedy that exists sure. now mm -hmm. that is uh, part of this whole shit that is like too boring to really get into. And yeah, I yeah. don't know how I got there from, we were talking about Alberta and having mm. a car, but yeah. it is true. It's like, it's just what you said is like you don't have to quit your day job and you know what if you're not if you're not killing it or if you're not changing it up every night you don't even need to be out doing comedy every night no definitely not you need to recharge you need to think about what you're doing right and wrong and reflect and live your own life and that's how you'll get jokes and stuff exactly yeah. experience and stuff and getting out there and risking and um, and then I find a lot of people just do the same stuff that fails night in, night out at the club. And I'm like, why are you bothering doing that again? It was horrible the first time. I mean, I love it all. I, I love watching people go up with confidence and then get smashed. <laughs> I also love watching people go up meekly and then turn into giants up there while their stuff works and they didn't expect it. I love that. Oh, you like seeing lot. the confidence soar. Uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot too, yeah. you know? And it's like, and also, you know, one of the reasons I love it is almost a selfish reason. And it's cause like, I've had that experience. You know, you probably sure. have too. It's like, yeah. uh, but of course your, your act is funny to me because it's kind of, you do a little bit of that no, I'm digging in my heels here, yeah. so don't worry about me, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I know that's a choice, like you know, and that's. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm. That's always been one of my favorite. Uh, I don't know approaches to take, and sometimes I, I used to do that more when I was like young, right? You know, and yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't know anything, right? So I'm just gonna, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm too dumb to realize this, and now I've realized that funny, yeah, that I don't know anything. Yeah. You're fearless <laughs> when you start because you got nothing to base it yeah. on. And then you slowly become fearless again because you 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 know what tools you got in the pouch, so you don't yeah. really worry too much about the outcome. But yeah, I mean, it's no, still I, you still I, die. You're oh, always yeah. gonna have death. You're always gonna have <laughs> death, and it's uh, it's like sometimes yeah. it's the kind of death where you're like, that's totally fine, mm -hmm. and then other times, you know, when you say you still have death, it is the kind where you're yeah. like, I have to quit comedy. I may have to kill yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have to just start something else, scuba diving. Instructor. Yeah. Do you think the world would be better off if there was like a Thanos style thing to comedians? Wow, we've talked about that so much. Like, it's you very and I? popular. No, well, I just so it many friends. Up. Yeah, so many friends, especially that just snap it, you're gone. It's not a horrible idea. Yeah, but the randomness of it, yeah. I think, would be the problem. Yeah, the you know? random is, is not a good thing. Because then it's like, oh, no, like, yeah. this guy I thought was great's gone. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know. And this piece of garbage is still here. <laughs> yeah, right. Like... Kathy Griffith is at the top of the mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I don't understand this, but all of Air Force and all of... 
22 yeah. are alive. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they all made it. Of course. <laughs> but yeah. every cast member from In Living Color is dead. It's gone. This is not fair. All the Wanses. <laughs> Greer, oh, Davidson. Oh, that's sad. That's a sad thing. It <laughs> is. Yeah. David Allen Greer. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else can go. Give me Dave. I don't know, man. I met Tommy. I didn't meet Tommy uh, Davidson, but yeah. I like ran into him with a friend of mine. Like he was smoking on a Bluetooth in LA or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> at an office building. Yeah, yeah. And he was so cool. Yeah. He seemed tough too. He kind of seemed like he was yeah, like, he seems a little street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I worked with him in Irvine back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was, I was still kind of like starstruck cause I was a big and living color fan. Yeah. And then I see Tommy up close and he was so obviously used to people like, knowing who he was. Right. And being a big goddamn deal. That yeah. I, at first I was like, well, I don't know if I like this. But then I was, you know, you start thinking, well, that's what happens. You're on TV for all the time, super popular, you live yeah. in LA. Of course, of course you're the shit. And this was before the buffet was open in right. terms of people seeing, like just being able to watch whatever they want. Right. You know, yeah. like In Living Color was the only He thing. was also just on um, Dolomite. Tommy Davidson. I was I was happy to see him on in Dolomite. I watched that. He was yeah. in that. Yeah, he was in it. Whoa! Did, yeah. So you watched the Dolomite? My name I, is Dolomite. I just I just finished it last night. I I enjoyed it so much. Me too. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. I loved it, Rob. I might watch it again. I'm tonight. so glad you're bringing it yeah. up. I uh, <laughs> I uh, because I was that was actually a formative influence on me, Rudy Ray Moore. Like when I was four, mm. 14 or 15, some friend of mine. Uh, was like, hey, you know uh, this guy, Dolomite? He says, uh, Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, you can yeah. do that? That's the best. You can yeah. say that? Yeah, it's yeah. like, but he's an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, it's great because yeah. Eddie Murphy swears he cusses so well, so sharply yeah. that it makes the movie worth watching too. Yeah. No one else, who else is going to pull that off? Eddie Murphy is a great sizzle. swearer. Him and Richard Pryor and and of course, Rudy Ray Moore, <laughs> you know, are yeah. amazing at swearing. And... Uh, uh, what was so cool about that movie was that it was like, it, I don't know, it just felt like it was, it it was a classic type of thing that they like, like the National Lampoon movie, for example, yeah. but it didn't have the sort of false gravitas that I felt yeah. was like the problem with the movie, like the National right. Lampoon thing, like. Right. Do- this was just sort of a happy retelling of how Dolomite got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> just, a, just it was a story of perseverance, which yes. I enjoyed. It was positive. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was harsh, funny. Yeah. Kind of dark, but I, I like how they, you know, and I, I, total ignorance here. Like, I had no idea that it was a. I had no idea who this person was going into Dolomite. Rudy Ray Moore? Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. he's. I, that was the thing was because yeah. I lived down the street from Suspect Video. Yeah. So, And I moved into this house that we're both in at the time uh, when I was 13. So yeah. it was the perfect age to kind of get into getting all that stuff. So he yeah. made he didn't just make Dolomite. He made a sequel to Dolomite called The Human Tornado. He made awesome. Avenging Disco Godfather. Oh, I'm gonna watch these. See, you mm. gotta, you gotta, you get. You were so lucky to grow up in Toronto and have yeah. all this multicultural sort of. In, in Edmonton, mm. it's it's hard to come by Dolomite. That's yeah, not, probably not spill. Be. You know, <laughs> no, it's not there. I, no, it's true. It's not gonna be there. It's definitely not gonna be there. You might find it on a reservation or yeah. something, right? Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm White Ave. It's some like yeah. weird, like it's some weird uh, documentary disc shop or something like it was real just specialty stuff there and because it all happened at the same time right like you know this place that i'd called movies hip-hop that i was listening to at like 13 14 that was 
basically sampling, if not Rudy Ray Moore, like sure. Richard Pryor. And then it's like Rudy Ray Moore was sort of the, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. He wasn't even doing an act, his own act. Yeah, he was a mix. He was it's like, like a Jackie Martling. Yeah. You know, like he was a real street, chocolate. Street I was like, jokes. he's got some Molly in there. He's got some <laughs> Richard Pryor, right? Like with yeah. the, the rhyming and swearing and, and then just kind of being a little rough around the edges with it all too. But why no stories, yeah. you know, like honestly, like, but not like Richard Pryor where you could see he was like truly embodying the thing, you yeah, know, yeah. like he was like very good at doing characters. Like Rudy Ray Moore, just like they show in the movie, he yeah. like was just cribbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that, but yeah, uh, I'm so glad you saw that. I saw it like as soon as it was out too, oh. you know, and I also watched uh, My Breakfast with Blassie this week. Do you know what that is? No. My Breakfast with Blassie is an Andy Kaufman movie that he made. Uh, are you an, up on your Andy Kaufman? A little. So no, Not this far, obviously. Well, I'm a lunatic. That's and, okay, and, get into it. And I, I'm a comedy nerd really mm-hmm. at heart in many ways, but uh uh, Andy Kaufman, of course, like sort of torpedoed his career by getting into wrestling. Yes, yes, yeah, we all know this. Everyone yeah. knows this. Yeah. Wrestling women. Yeah, this is how my dad introduced me to Andy Kaufman. <laughs> right? He's like, too. he's not even talking about like taxi and lockdown <laughs> and stuff like that. He's like, this guy wrestles chicks, and I was like, oh, okay. My just my dad wants me to like his men wrestling women, so that'll explain stuff to people. Yeah, I think that that's uh, the birth of a comedian right there, or something darker. But I loved him throwing soap, you know, playing with Jerry Lawler on uh, yeah. TV. Like my grand my grandmother couldn't stand Andy Kaufman. He thought he was yeah. he was just you know tugging everybody's uh, you know chain, and and that annoyed her. Yeah, a pest. Yeah. You know, yeah. like to it was. There is an era before being a pesky person was funny. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Coffin was someone who kind of helped worm that into being a comedy right. choice. And you're you were on Punked, so yeah. you know about yeah, yeah being annoying. <laughs> being yeah. annoying. I can't believe that's a thing where people are like, I just want to really drive people nuts. Again, yeah. that was something I was into in yeah. my early of days, course, and I guess you do. Of course, <laughs> when you're a kid, that's that's what you want. The older I get, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be annoyed. The more I want to do that, <laughs> like, I like doing that when I'm saying something that uh, I just know people secretly do kind of think is so stupid is funny, but it's, yeah. like, annoying. I mean, we, I think we follow each other on Twitter, yeah. so you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. when yeah. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Like, a pun. Yeah. I've realized now if you follow a pun with, like, a smiley face, it's, like, way more annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you follow a pun with brackets that explain what the pun is, that's yeah, yeah. annoying, you know? Yeah, yeah. so. It's like, I personally still have that in me, but I don't want to do it in the sense of, uh, I don't know. But like, punked is very is a very played out concept yeah. at this point, I think. Super and dead, yeah. I think Jackass kind of <laughs> killed it, you know? Sure. like Because they did it and you were like, okay, this is awesome. Like, yeah, because well, MTV got way more radical with it, right? Because then they had Bam Margera just waking his dad up with slapping him on the belly. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. We yeah. don't even need stars anymore. You just need to... <laughs> Escape punch going and slap his dad in the face. Yeah. Are you willing to harass your parents? Yeah, then... squeeze pee on Bam. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? And then that's it. <laughs> then he cries. And, and Tom Green was the originator yep. of all of this, yep. actually. Yep. yep. But but uh how do oh yeah, so so Andy Kaufman wrestled women, he got yep. voted off Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like your people like your grandmother yeah. voted yeah. in a poll about whether they would have Andy Coven back on Saturday Night Live and he got voted off. Of That's that. so good. Yeah, and then... First reality program. Yes, exactly. One of the yeah. first times I can think of that. And uh, then um, he, uh, he he got uh, pile-drived yeah. by, by Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. yeah, and then he had the neck brace. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so you're in the, up to speed yeah. up to now. And that's yeah. when he did this, um, my dinner with Andre parody. Okay. But instead of, uh, you know, Wallace Shawn and whoever, it was like, uh, classy Freddie Blassie, right? The, uh, wrestling manager yep. mm-hmm. and pencil neck geeks and such, right. uh, having breakfast with Andy Kaufman for an hour. It's yeah. an hour, yeah. uh, in a restaurant called with the unfortunate name of Sambo's that I guess was an American chain wow. <laughs> until the 1990s. I oh, yeah. believe there's still uh, locations yeah. open. It was yeah. just a happy coincidence, yeah. apparently, that the name was that. Yeah, it's just a Waffle House now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a Waffle House now. It was Sambo's. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. Sambo's, and they changed it to Bob Evans because yeah. that was just a word he liked, and then right. they said, we'll just use his name instead yeah. of Everybody walks around going, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just an hour-long fucking, like like super meta comedy like looks real but has faked stuff in it it's like a and i watched that because i watched this neil hamburger or greg turkington tim heidecker i don't know if you know those guys yeah i know neil hamburger yeah tim tim heidecker they have a show called on cinema and they made a movie for it right called uh mr america this is getting too too deep now no this is a comedy nerd stuff if people want to look this up i think that's good good source information do you like uh do you still love watching comedy yeah i'm just way more selective about it because some stuff seeps into my head a little too easy like i don't like it playing on my imagination too much i'll watch like um it's i still haven't watched the new Bill Burr, the new Chappelle, because everybody's talking about it too much. So I just backed up from uh-huh. it and went, eh. Those are both to... very tricky people. Bill Burr's right. I find even more tricky to watch than Chappelle right. for me. Yeah. I, see, not not so... taste-wise, right. but, but just because I find him more infectious as right. a voice in my head because just the way he gets mad is yeah. like so entertaining. And it's quick. It's yeah. efficient. His word economy is great. I mean, he yells a lot, so that... Yeah. But you also hear... Like, I mean, it's hard to talk about Louis now. And I mean, if you don't realize that he was really great at comedy before he was, well, mm-hmm. before we knew he was a monster, or I knew any of this stuff. Um, his style specifically where it was just simple. It's everything's so simple. And I use him just because his, right. You know, he'll say, this is a thing or this is not a yeah. thing, you know? And then that says so much, you know, outside of that, I don't, you know, I, I try and <laughs> he was here in Toronto and I, stayed away from the club so far i did mean to ask you you know like and i was like should i bug like rob about this louis ck yuck yucks thing because you know i haven't even talked about it much because i have a it's cool you didn't go i mean in a weird way i do kind of compare it to uh richard Pryor didn't do anything wrong after getting burnt but yeah his act changed yeah yeah and i feel like he wasn't fully able to be as honest as sure. he was up until then. Maybe yeah, yeah. I read into it. Sunset Strip and Here and Now just aren't the same. No. You know? Yeah, they're not. That's you, for sure. I, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe slowed down, maybe cleaned up or whatever. Maybe just that, yeah. But he was... Maybe sick, you he's know? He's got some horrifying demons in his closet. No one had ever out Richard Pryor. He's probably worse than he, most of them. I mean, he was self-outed, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a trick. Be yeah. a horrible... I mean, yeah. not only was he self-outed, but I think sometimes when your body becomes a prison yeah, yeah. into your life, yeah, yeah. suddenly yeah. your deeds, especially when you've been so um, seemingly apologetic and sad about them on top of everything yeah. else... 
you know yeah, growing uh, up in a whorehouse and getting set on fire at one point and like, being molested these are and, yeah. harsh truths you know yeah. like like it's all it's i mean mike tyson has a version of that yeah he sure does light. he's a very dark light yeah but yeah. but tyson i think gets a little bit less uh love just because of the uh rap sure yeah e yeah yeah if it were just rap yeah, yeah, if it'd we were just love. rap, it'd be okay, yeah. <laughs> you yeah know, we love a lot of bad rap. Second round KO yeah. with cannabis. Yeah, quit, quit knocking out ladies. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, so you didn't, you don't, you don't really want to see Louis at this point. You know, point. I, that was the weird, easy part for me is that I worked with Louis a bunch in the States when I was a younger comic. Uh-huh. And I don't know, like, he's a professional comic. He stays in his own world there. He's not easy to talk to if you don't really know him so mm-hmm. I, I, i'd already the shine's kind of off him already for me like yeah i've worked with him so many times i was like well, all right plus yeah. i didn't want anything to do with this is such a volatile scene right now like yeah you get take a picture taken you're coming out of louis now you're <laughs> the person that stands up for i don't want any of that shit i don't care yeah. about it yeah. i'm having that now where people are like you're facebook friends with so and so and i'm like I mean, I don't know, man. I just unfriended like Gavin McInnes like last year or two yeah. years ago. And it's not because, you know, I liked him before. It's just because I don't care. Like it's yeah. it's like it's like checking the agree box on a fucking terms and services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing, exactly. You know? Well I don't I don't think about who who I've friended in the past or anything on, like in that. An so online like, track of it, I have no idea. You know? I mean it's like if I hadn't, if we weren't friends on any form of physical uh, and social friends, media. Nine out of ten bots are my friends. Yeah, nine exactly. And it's like, I would be as happy to see you. You know, it, yeah. like us having some sort of connection on LinkedIn or something sure. isn't isn't meaningful. But That being said, I get why people are, uh, you know, I get I got why people were upset. And that's why I didn't want anything to do with oh, any I, of Oh, I them. completely I get that. It's like you being know. around uh, ground zero. It just, there's no reason to. Go tempt that fate. I I just don't think he's a hill worth dying on. Right, I'm, not at all. Know. I am gonna go watch Stormy Daniels on Wednesday. <laughs> That's gonna offer nothing intellectually, but I am I am so interested. Well, that I saw a while ago. This comedian Lori Kilmartin is so funny. She posted. She was very irritated that yeah. Stormy Daniels was headlining a comedy club. And of course, I yeah. get it. But I'm also like, it's kind of the same thing about Louis playing a comedy yeah. club. It's like shit yeah like this is the world you know like we're in the fucking carnival you know like it's if you're not leave it and do some other shit you know but and i get i get being horrified but it's like gonna take decades (laughs) you know for this generation to kind of full-on take over stuff and not be like yeah Oh well, this uh, you know this yeah. war criminal wants to give a lecture at the ha ha hole and yeah yeah we've got pr- he he sold out three other in uh, yeah. sold out Austria yeah. he sold out you know killed for a war Hill. criminal right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> yeah and so we're we're bringing him in you know and it's like <laughs> uh, I mean the guy from the Comedy Cellar is a great yeah. example we of that Pol Pot doing a weekend in Hamilton <laughs> the exhumed be... body of Franco <laughs> is actually going to be he's with the new uh, <laughs> not what's the ventral quest like, oh Jeff yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff Dunham's Dunham. new puppet is Franco. Franco. <laughs> oh yeah, people love that, right? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the the Louis stuff was just, uh, we you know he he didn't he just wasn't honest. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's all. He spent a long time saying he didn't do something, and yeah. then he was like, I did do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's just 
you're gonna lose a portion yeah of he's garbagey he's garbagey yeah you know? it's no cosby like that <laughs> distinction doesn't have to be made but i like how it, it, they always get lumped in together cosby's a bonafide great white shark you know what oh I mean? my god like, he's a horrifying nightmare yeah richard Pryor outed him in his book years ago so i you know what did he say do you remember it's there's in uh prior convictions i've read him. that yeah so good so you talk about him and bill and bill being a wild man and and then going through like a fish bowl of coke and doing and you're just like jesus <laughs> christ bill cosby the jello pudding yeah guy. and so uh mm-hmm. so uh such a high horse yeah, yeah. you know like in mm-hmm. his later years when he'd just be like black people you gotta stop listening to rap you just gotta listen to my music that's albums. where you know that something's wrong that's yeah. soon as soon as people start preaching at you like that, you know something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, and I think that was something that was almost unseen. You could almost say Louis C.K. was doing that, too, yeah. because a lot of his act was being like, don't you realize that when you're doing this, yeah, it's yeah. actually that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. meanwhile, you know, like a comic who, the, the line is so thin, because for me, I've said it before, it's like Richard Pryor really is maybe my favorite comedian. I don't know, sure, yeah. you know? like, yeah. Or it might even be he's just in a totally separate ish category that i'm just like what is this you know tortured artist soul like that whole thing it's just like from eddie you could track it from eddie murphy to like lenny bruce and richard uh, and and all these earlier guys in him like dick gregory or um, yeah there was another guy a a black comedian who died of a heart attack in the 60s who was who was a uh, godfrey cambridge and uh yeah that huh. he was like a very early black comic and, and he died young that's why he sort of yeah. isn't that well known but but uh you can track like him over decades so there's very few comics who were that kind of relevant for so long but also who were dark like yeah, you yeah. said and uh anyway i could keep talking about i knew i knew it it's like yeah. you talk about comedy no, i love that like, stuff i could talk about rich tone blue in the face i love him yeah i mean some of my ba- my favorite favorite albums favorite comedy pieces belong to richard Pryor. And- i know yeah. and, and I, I for me it's just someone who he kind of was good at conveying something without necessarily if you read if you read the the transcript of some of his jokes yeah, yeah. it feels like there's a word or four yeah. missing like right. did, did you ever hear the one where he was like i'm sure i'll do it total justice by the way right. where he, he it, it's on one of his uh laugh records albums where uh and he's just like Man, I wish like a newscaster would just go up there one day and just go. Ain't no news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, if I wrote that on paper, right. it wouldn't convey. I'm not even 100 yeah. what he is conveying yeah, yeah, yeah. when he says that, but it's like, That's it's so yeah. hilarious. That's why you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, ain't no news. So yeah. <laughs> Patrice did. Patrice did a bit kind of like that, but he did about. Uh, uh, Buster Douglas is a Buster Douglas. He said, "Pody do, Pody do." Buster be like, "Pody do, man," <laughs> and knock motherfuckers out. That's what I Pody do. <laughs> kill me, kill me. And that's how I started with Patrice. Yeah, that's how I started with Patrice. Was off of Colin Quinn's Tough Crowd, but he's got that same tough, dark, and he's another guy that's like a that kind of comic is gone now. You, which is, I mean, it's just the the, the times talking, but uh, yeah, but he was. He was so heavily misogynist. Heavily misogynist. And to like, the point where it was... laugh. Like, someone yeah. just, like, in tears, like, man, how are you saying this? And people yeah. aren't just slapping you with shoes right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's because he was just, like, heavy, and he was mm-hmm. always fighting the crowd. Like, yeah. I, I saw him at Massey yeah, Hall. That's true. And it was like, 
I hadn't seen you talk about I was talking about you like digging in and being like, you yeah. know, I mean, Patrice was doing that yeah. like uh, like in a yeah. in a totally different. Sure. I mean, I guess I've never Why seen. Why can't you. I <laughs> harass you a little bit? But start to that bit. I'm like, oh, it's World War One here. Yeah. And, and he in Massey Hall, he starts his act and like the entire crowd is just like no we're not you can't <laughs> i and wish it went to that shit. and then he keeps yeah. going yeah. and suddenly at the end of it it's like really funny and he hasn't exactly turned yeah. them around yeah. but he's sort not visibly but he actually had and i was just like that ruled and that was i think the only time i got to see him uh yeah. live it was just part of those package tours the jfl ones where it was like 20 minutes a person oh so. uh, right on but it yeah. was great i got to see shimmel robert shimmel funny. that way and Very i got funny. to see patrice o'neill and i saw bill burr before he really broke out that way yeah i think i interviewed him for that one which was interesting well that is nice that's yeah. a spoiled rotten show man yeah yeah every once in a while wow. you get a spoiled one and then sometimes it's stormy yeah yeah <laughs> i can't wait for stormy daniels I, mean, I know she's not a comic, but she's still gonna. I'm still gonna smile the entire time. <laughs> what do you think she's gonna say? Nothing, nothing of <laughs> substance, and I'm gonna smile even harder for it. Do you think she's gonna talk about Jeffrey Epstein? She's gonna like link uh, Trump and Epstein together. I wonder if she's even allowed to talk about any of this stuff. Like, I wonder if Probably she's just gonna not. talk about her career. Being no, like, she might be because she basically broke an agreement just to sort of do all of this, right? You know. Yeah. So I think she might have open season here. But what's getting weird is like, I'm at the point with Stormy Daniels where I'm like, maybe it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, I'm like, well, Michael Avenatti has been discredited. I mean, I'm sure it basically did happen, yeah, but yeah. it just is like, yeah. everything feels uh, just bonkers right now. You There's know, so many garbage individuals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. On, all, on every angle, mm -hmm. you're kind of like, well, this person sucks. Yeah. And then this you're... person doesn't seem that much better. And it's like, mm -hmm. The internet has just made us aware of where Professor yeah. as Chris Locke said it, where it's like we're like Professor when Cerebro is on Professor X and he's yeah. hearing all the thoughts in the yeah. world, you know. Yeah, except for none of us are Professor X. No, so you're just no. like, that's ah, a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm gonna put my finger on that button and I'm gonna stand behind <laughs> it with everything in me. I better masturbate. That's yeah, really yeah. all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got it. I'm full of anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better hit sonic 2 at 39 you know like that's my whole life has just been like okay salt lamp gonna need a salt lamp if i'm gonna make it through 2019 <laughs> plant in my room absolutely yeah, yeah, take one step forward every year all my childhood yeah. in one room yeah <laughs> the, whiteboard the whiteboard says med gym and garbage yeah it just says garbage on it <laughs> garbage um okay so the news one of the news things that i wanted to ask you about okay was um trump getting booed at the world series yeah i love it yeah yeah i like at first how he was like happy thought because that's what booing sounds like at first because <laughs> people are like happy to do something and they're all like ah. <laughs> so he was like all smiling and happy and waving and then uh, and then it just sat in him you know <laughs> and then melania looks over at him like take that you do you think she hates him? I how can you not? She doesn't live with him. No, she well, she can't she, like him. She lives in New York with their yeah. son. Yeah. I mean, and he's also never there. Yeah. He's always at Mar-a-Lago. The whole thing is so confusing now. Yeah. And I wish it weren't, I don't know if it's hack, but doesn't it feel like hard to talk about Donald Trump for yeah. many reasons? Well, yeah, because he's like a giant piece of filth, you know? <laughs> Just in this day and time where we're trying to we're trying to uh you know sort of purge filth? a lot of filth and this massive pillar 
in government in the world is just staring at your face every day like I'm a piece of trash and you know it. (laughs) And he says, you know, there's a lot of people who go, oh, people who are offended by Trump, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just why do they keep expecting to not be offended? They're just like, it's so boring. All these people who say, how dare you, sir? Mm -hmm. But every week he makes me sad somehow with yeah, something he says. Like, yeah. he manages to still offend. In fact, it's He's more than prolific. comedy. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. maybe edgy comedy is dead because Trump is actually the one killing it because yeah, yeah. he's just making it seem so ugly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, Jim Norton's whole deal, I always felt kind of worked because he exuded some type of an empathy of yeah. some kind, yeah. you know? And it's like... And then you see all these other, but but Trump is on that whole other table where it's like his empathy is odd. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. like it's non-existent. He's faking it, right? He fakes it, but he fakes it for really random people. The the ASAP Rocky. Yeah, right. He wanted to get ASAP Rocky out of jail. It's so weird. I don't I don't understand what's kind of happening with that country or why. He's, yeah, he's such a great distraction though. For if. Like, I mean, I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, I don't think the world is without conspiracy. So okay, I think he's a wicked puppet just to put in the way for a lot of dirty business to be able to happen. Because you just, you watching the birdie all day. Just well, these are magicians. Well, do you think thing. that they actually took the alive Epstein out, replaced Could him with imagine? a dead guy, and yeah. now Epstein is nah, just... They killed him. He's just not that important. <laughs> they don't care about that. So you think Epstein was killed? Oh, Jeffrey Epstein, sure. the uh, sure. billionaire guy who was just given a house by yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's given, like, the most expensive house in New York by some dude. Right. And... Oh, boy. Oof. You ever do shows for billionaires? No, I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm millionaires, for sure. Lots of them. What I did it? a show for a guy in, in Ottawa, and it was his 40th birthday. He hired me. He bought himself a Maserati for his birthday. <laughs> they had a tent set up in the backyard with a bunch of other millionaire people. Uh-huh. And they had brought... Uh, these were older men, middle-aged men, and then there was a lot of... Uh, escorts. I'm just gonna say they're escort women. They were there. They obviously weren't wives or daughters. I love that know. term. Escorts yeah. is my favorite term for women of the night. The women of the night. That's also my. That's my second. <laughs> that's the second one. <laughs> yeah. So, but I felt awkward, you know. So I, I did the show, and then, and then at the end of it, I started. They had a karaoke machine, so I just brought the guy up and sang Hotel California with him. <laughs> you know, and then I walked out, walked out of there with me. I think I made a thousand bucks. That was a big deal. I feel like the song Hotel California is uh, like here. That being played at a birthday party in Ottawa yeah. sounds just about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, that's it's like tacky. about the. Yeah, it's tacky. It's kind of dull. You sort of yeah. check out, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Oh, the wealth in Canada is boring. It's so boring. It's so boring. Yeah. In America, you got that Versailles, the lady who made that weird fake hot thing you got summer redstone you ever heard of that guy he's he's like some what a great name yeah sumner redstone is like 90 something and incompetent but demands sex all the incontinent yeah maybe not incompetent you yeah. know if he's yeah. a billionaire but he likes to soil himself soil himself and he still demands sex That's every great. day from his partners and um so the anna nicole smith guy That's so gross. you know i mean i guess right now i'm just saying canada doesn't seem to have enough Disgusting age discrepancies, yeah, yeah. which could lead to a second topic here. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid getting shit. 
Dennis Quaid getting shit for yeah. uh, 66 years old. Yeah. Just engaged to a uh, 26 year old. Yeah, he's a little nuts, isn't he? You know? He's got Joker face at the yeah. moment. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's got that. Uh, sometimes he has filler. Sometimes, like I don't understand what these people do to their face. Sometimes I think yeah. it's Brazil. It's just like that movie Brazil. Like sometimes they get, sometimes they get the needle. And sometimes they just get like their trainer to punch them. Yeah, they always yeah. look swollen and shiny. Or you get Renee Zellweger, who's just like doesn't she, look like herself. I don't even recognize her. It's yeah. like the one movie she's in, and then the next day, next Thursday, she just was a different human being. <laughs> why renee yeah she was fine what was wrong with her she, she was cute she was cute Every, she was a movie star now now is she a movie star still i don't know if you lose your winsomeness yeah and you're the winsome lady yeah you know how you gonna get it's it not back? an easy uh trait to come by though winsome no no every i've i've met you know when you meet a winsome lady and you're like oh winsome. you're smiling but you're like <laughs> top of your head is kind of going into itself you know squinching yeah yeah what up party people in the place to be my name is nick you're listening to my podcast so you probably know that i hope you're enjoying the interview with rob Pugh. this is just a quick note to let you know that if you want to support the podcast there's a few ways to do that if you're enjoying it if you're enjoying my content i know hey I didn't put out that many solo podcasts last little while, but I put out about three hours of content one week to the next, so that's not bad, and I want to give you more. So if you you don't want to if you don't want to commit any money, I totally get that. So just rating it, reviewing it, subscribing to it, and sharing episodes you like with friends, telling friends you like it. I really want to get the listenership up. It's doing all right, but. If there's people you think might like the podcast, hey, send it their way. But, uh, yeah, that would all be awesome, and I really appreciate you listening. And if you want to support monetarily, well, I could use it. Just give me more of a chance to produce stuff for you, whether it's doing stand-up, whether it's making more episodes, getting better equipment, going to travel, and talking to people when I travel. Anyway... Uh, you can go to co-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. That's the first one I'm going to uh, plug is, is coffee.com because I just got coffee gold, and that means you can become a monthly supporter there. You can get all the bonus content I give people on Patreon, and in this case, uh, they don't take anything. There's no fee taken. So it all goes to me and none to Patreon. So that's kind of cool. And of course, if you do want to subscribe to my Patreon just because it's a company you like or it's easier for you, you can do that too. Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. And if you, uh, you can also leave a one-time donation on the, the Kofi thing. And, and there's some credit. There's things you can get. So just consider it. And, uh, you know. Uh, it's a way I can afford uh, things like toilet paper and gruel. So, and new chairs for my guests. Anyway, I gotta go. Enjoy the rest of this talk with Rob Pugh. Thanks. But, but yeah, so Randy Quaid, uh, his daughter is a year younger. What do you think of this? Uh, do you get into involved in age difference uh, judgments or is that... Yeah, I can't go... To, I can't. My, my girlfriend's... I don't know, she's 
she's got to be about 30 years older than me. No, uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, I believe she's a uh, 33, 34 years old and she's, uh, you know, so she's only a few years younger than me, but that's like as much as I can handle. Yeah. I can't date somebody in their twenties. Like, we just don't have anything in common. Yeah. I mean, I think that attempts at that can go terribly yeah. wrong. They can yeah. only be good for making you feel a bit more emotionally mature than you yeah. thought you were. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not. I'm not no. even Or yeah. maybe more physically mature is what I mean. Like you're just like, I am too tired to go. You want to go out when? Yeah. My girlfriend 11? is perfect. She lets me know how uh how inadequate I am in those in all those areas. <laughs> emotionally and my emotional intellect needs work all the time. My, you know, just uh, just to organize myself, leaving the house with keys. She helps me with that. Oh. And she, she just keeps my head screwed on pretty straight. Yeah, uh, I have a similar situation yeah. Yeah. where someone is, uh, she's uh, very nice to me, but also she's like, the fuck? Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're, uh, you're right. Yeah, I'll yeah. try to do a bit better, but. Uh, I see I'm weird around girls I always have been anyway. Like they, they intimidate me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm intimidated by them. So I usually either clam up or I just don't talk to them. <laughs> right. Which is not good. The strong, uh, silent type. Yeah, I look at the ceiling a lot. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to make you mad, <laughs> you know. And I don't think I'm going to. I just, I don't want any chance of that happening. Uh-huh. Like, it's the worst, like, uh, I feel bad, genuinely bad for girls at a gym when they guys got to be around because they're, just a bunch of balls of testosterone walking around the gym. Yeah. You know, and then women show up and they're curvy and they smell not like guys, you know? Right. They have a thought out outfit of some type. They've given some thought to what they're wearing. I mean, I'm not saying, let's say they're wearing like the shirt they don't care about in their shorts. They're like, I'm wearing the shirt I don't care about in my shorts. But if I show up, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. You know, two different yeah. kinds of socks. Don't you don't care at all. You know? Totally. You know, yeah. they show up in an outfit. Commando. And, and that's that's fine. That looking like a normal human being in public is expected. I I still I look up more than ever in the gym. I'm like, I don't want to be that because I know they must get stared at by creeps all the time. I think so. I mean I think that that's happening on Getting in, approached in, in a gym must be the most awkward, horrifying thing. Well, you ever so just talk... headphones, just a headphone machine they... at the gym. Yeah, yeah, but like sometimes I get mad about headphones, even though I understand, especially why women do it. Like on mm-hmm. the on the subway, it drives me crazy yeah. when I can hear the music out of the headphones. Yeah, it's that like, does make me nuts. Too. It makes me not like yeah. I don't, but I'm starting to get to the point where I don't blame them. Yeah. So I just like I got to be like, what is better here? Me yeah. being weird and going like, yeah. hey, I uh, can hear your headphones, or me just going to a different seat yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, like, yeah. pick your battles i actually carry a I, I i have a set of earbuds and i don't even play stuff i just put them in as it blocks out all the noise i've had that sometimes i've done that sometimes it's, i feel really weird doing it but it works no i think you've got the right <laughs> attitude i wish they were doing that because yeah. then nothing would be yeah. coming out of their yeah, <laughs> earbuds and yeah. we'd all be well Oh, that's so weird when people play their own tunes on the sidewalk for you. They just get down. You're like, no, I don't like that song. I don't even want to hear like, it. Do you mean their own, tr- like what they like and you have to listen to what they yeah, like? Yeah, okay. the phone's just in their back pocket blaring out their phone. It's crazy every- stuff. Oh, yeah. I hear it all the no, time. No, I mean, I, I saw somebody on a crowded streetcar. Someone I knew was on that streetcar, but I didn't know she was there. And she got into like an altercation with the guy because he was playing his phone. And yeah. she snapped his... Uh, flip phone in half in nice. the confrontation yeah it was nice. nice but it was one of those things where like on a toronto streetcar 
I hate that energy. Yeah, 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 of course. Wait, and it's not it's even, already there. It's already there, but the energy <laughs> where people are kind of like, you were making noise. You yeah. know, they start to chime in and you're yeah. like, oh God, we are the worst version of a mob I've probably yeah. ever seen. Yeah, get me off this train now. Everybody was on <laughs> hanging on by a thin thread. I just broke that guy's flip phone lady. <laughs> the Toronto uh uh, LA riot yeah. response. Did you ever hear about that? No. It was like one video game store got a brick thrown in the window. Oh, yeah. It's like microplay video games on Young, and that was like, that was the rage that they mustered up. Was yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it's yeah. like a different time zone. You right. Know? It would be like if there was a Hong Kong riot related thing. I'm right sure it was now. just insurance related. They're like, <laughs> no, I want to cash a check. Microplay is like this yeah. is the perfect chance yeah. <laughs> to do that. I'd buy in the race riot. So Dennis Quaid, you're like, yeah. what the hell are you doing, Dennis? Yeah. Let me see if I can find a picture of uh, his uh, his wife. Do you want to see that? Yeah. Let's see if I can get this going. What a weird dude that guy is. Yeah, remember when he was, it almost felt like, oh, Dennis Quaid is one of the A-list actors of our day. And then that that's just because we were kids and we thought inner space <laughs> showed <laughs> promise or something. Uh, Laura Savoie. Wow. Savoie sounds like she might be from uh, La Belle Provence. She's a PhD student, apparently. She's a good pick. I'm going to be sad if she has a Wikipedia entry. I'm going yeah. to feel less than. Do you have a Wikipedia? I haven't even checked. What is going on with my internet? But you can see her sort of here. That's her she face. She seems like a pretty lady. <laughs> good looking human jeez dennis dennis, dennis looks like head? a human jigsaw puzzle here yeah dennis is in um uh he's in one of my favorite shows right now on amazon prime called goliath okay it's a billy bob thornton joint another uh oddball yeah and he's um playing like this he's like bad santa as a power lawyer Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, really he's good. a good actor. There's actually, that's the thing about Billy Bob Thornton is he's such a... What a weird face. Yeah, he's got bee face. Yeah. He's saving the bees. They're all hiding in there. 65 to... See, that's just bizarro to me. He's got years, the face... Like, I could have raised you twice. Yeah, you know I could have I mean? raised you twice, you know? And, yeah. and it's got to be odd for, say, like Meg Ryan or someone who's just like... I was married to Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I left him for Russell Crowe. And this is how he... Re I guess I deserve this. <laughs> I guess I deserve this. <laughs> he, his neck, right? Yeah. In this picture, his neck looks like one of those... Uh, He's a Jeff Dunham puppet. Yes, but I was thinking of San Francisco uh, Redwood, uh, like yeah. a tree trunk, you know, for a sure. very old tree trunk. Oh, yeah. Right on the Oregon coast. But mind you, I could just be... Uh, wow. I mean... That's terrifying. That's an especially bad picture of him. California has a vibe though. Like Californians do it different, you know? They get all they get the sun all the time. So yeah. they got them sun wrinkles and stuff. Like Robert Redford kind of right. looks like that, you know, and they just date young and it's like yeah, he does look like a Jeff Dunham. Like why would Team he... America? He looks like a Team America World Police character. He looks fake. <laughs> he looks like he was animated, brought to life by a spell and a Oh my god. I also think it's funny that like the 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 rap on this lady is that she's a PhD student. That's great. Good for her. She's nice. <laughs> but nice and smart. But she's still obviously like what are you you're just gonna date a Hollywood guy for a while? That's not bad. She was actually dating she dated Jeremy Piven before this. 
Oh. <laughs> Who did stand up at Just for Laughs as well. Yeah, once. yeah. And is also pretty questionable morally. <laughs> yeah, he's really... Right. He got the mercury poison yeah, that time. Yeah, piece of garbage. Like Wade's not in bad shape there. You, you guys aren't getting this video at home, but uh, man, this yeah, Quaid is shredded. Rock hard nipples. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of the HGH going on there. Yeah, some sort of like overly uh like he he saw a picture of iggy pop's arms yeah and told the doctor give me that yeah i want veins everywhere <laughs> the veinier the arms the longer the life that's what they say and he did that wow. thing where he's like i'm gonna get my hair completely wet so everybody knows yeah. nothing's going on with the hair yeah it's totally brown for real that's yeah, mine got <laughs> it if you told me that i'd be given De- uh De- dennis quaid shit um yeah. on a podcast uh that may get 200 listens uh right um with a uh cast former cast member of punked winner yeah. of the san francisco comedy festival yeah right military uh, brat back when he was young yeah when did you win that <laughs> uh, 2003 i think so how would you say to the young comics how do you win a competition depends what competition <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you how to do most of them. Arm wrestling. Yeah, just the one. The one hits and out. I don't know. You got to get lucky. San Francisco and Seattle are just. Uh, you just do the same thing night in and night out. It's a marathon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's more of a more of a game of how consistent you can be, as opposed to how luck, how much lightning you can catch in a bottle. So it's about sort of your top your one good set and doing that over uh yeah you got you different your, audiences yeah your first round in seattle san francisco you do a five to seven. Second round you do 10 to 10 to 12 and then your last round you do 15 to 20. okay yeah so, so you, you make sure to kind of add five add five add five that's sort of the way you piece it out and i just did the same five every night mm-hmm. and that is for the first round did the same 10 for the second round the same 15 to 20 for the third Canadians have done pretty well in that. Oh yeah, that. yeah, that we do well. Seattle too. I find yeah. that we're uh, well, we we train our comics up pretty good here. I find we're you know with the the format that we put shows out in and what yeah. we expect from comics here. I I I feel every time I hear a few names that go down there, I think, wow, for sure you could win. You could, yeah, you, you know, if you really mm-hmm. get stuff in your groove and you feel confident, for sure you could win. That's what it is, and I think with American audiences, um, sometimes you can do comedy in Canada for long enough that you Mm -hmm. underestimate how, for lack of a better word, hip, like an American audience generally might be. Just because they've, I can't really explain it. They've got, they're in the lap of luxury. Yeah. They, they have access to everything. They almost have way no matter more where fun at shows, I find. They have yeah. way more fun at comedy shows. They yeah. don't expect any truth or reality either. No, they just want yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know? please just have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, in Canada, I don't know. I mean, I've, I did avoid, you know, those kinds of like road gigs just because sure. like, I didn't want to feel too bad. I'm yeah, a yeah. sensitive flower or something, yeah. or I also was never in Some of them are awful. Yeah, but I also like them, and I think they're cool. It's just that, like, I th- I just thought I didn't drive for a very long time, so yeah. that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, well, now it's like, do I even want to enter that world of going from like North Bay, Sudbury to North Bay to Thunder Bay? You know, no. Sault Ste. Marie. No, and, you don't. Not if not for not for bars. You don't want to do that. If you could do it in theaters, sure. Sure, why not? theaters or festivals yeah. or something. But yeah, for me now, it's like that would be the kind of show I would do. Just like us, mm-hmm. a, a one nighter of some sort that yeah. would be like set up. I'd yeah. probably set up and can't really right. do that. And yeah. you know, let's go do a nightclub between dancers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. 
awful. What was the worst? <laughs> here's a good one. Worst gig you ever played? Well, it's a long list of gigs that vie for that. Uh, oh. But I can remember a few real bad ones. Um, I mean, Alberta, uh, around Edmonton <laughs> and Calgary, they're easily the worst. I can't, I can't imagine anything being worse than those. Uh, White Court was pretty bad one night. I did a show at this, I think it was called The Bank or The Vault or something like that. And everybody had like a $6.25 mini jugs of highballs. Gross. So there were people drinking th- triples for six twenty-five. So they're just bombed. Right. Yelling at you the whole time. Bombed you can't even liquor. hear yourself. Yeah. You can't even hear yourself. You know, they're Ugh. talking that loud. And then telling you to shut up or you're not funny. Or, right. Or, yeah. You know. But you can't take it personally because you're just like, these people are, they're like objectively worse than yeah. me right now. Yeah. You, know? you get, you get thick skinned about it mm-hmm. you, know, you learn to just do your material quick and loud mm-hmm. so you'll find that a lot of comics from alberta have a quick and loud to them right and then there's you know and then there's obviously the ones that don't um where i love i love sean lacomber and rob ross mm-hmm. for their dry sort of just razor sharp uh wit there and then um but I, I they're lucky they came like rob ross i think got out of edmonton as fast as possible yeah Sean somehow manages to survive there despite himself because <laughs> he's not a yelling guy in Alberta. It's pretty yelly. Um, but the shows can pay well over there. Right? They can pay, yeah. They can, yeah. Pay. they can be bad too. Like we did, uh, you know, Billy Bob's and Red Deer was uh, always bad. Anybody who's from Alberta that might be listening, you know, Billy Bob's is bad and Red Deer. It's shout it's out a, to the Albertans listening. Yeah, it's a rodeo bar. Okay. Right next door to a nightclub. So at two in the morning, both bars let out and there's fights every time. Right. The rodeo yeah. versus nightclub yeah. crowd. But those must be sort of similar crowds, aren't they? Yeah, idiots. <laughs> Just full of idiots. Do you think, what is a misconception the rest of Canada or even the world might have about out, out west, Alberta? I think most people are pretty bang on. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild west. And uh, I think that people from Alberta generally like that. Like oil entitlement like is real yeah it is yeah. for sure without a doubt my dad's in the oil business and yeah trying to tell him any other way is the right way is like trying to smash your head through a wall that's something i've detected in the west uh mm-hmm. i don't know if i imagined it myself but it seems there is an obstinacy about one's opinion that borders on the super aggressive yeah 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 and uh i don't understand why yeah, it yeah. would be that way yeah i don't really get it either but they really dig in and whew. I mean, you grow up with such a, you, I was lucky. We grew up pretty, even though I had a you know, kind of messy upbringing, it still was safe. It still felt okay. And neighborhoods I was in weren't bad or yeah. anything like that. So, But you were a military you know. kid? Is this the case? Uh, like yeah, I my, read my that. Dad, my dad and my mom were both in the military and I kind of stayed put in mm-hmm. Edmonton most of the time. And I spent some time living with my grandparents despite having a, you know, I didn't have to move around. So yeah, um, that saved me some of that mm-hmm. heartache and, blah 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 but uh yeah yeah so i'm an alberta kid it's like the comic rebecca kohler like yeah, sure. her parents were diplomats right, right. so yeah. you know, way she... different my dad was a mechanic military mechanic. <laughs> I just mean, diplomat. they had to yeah, move her yeah, yeah. father was it's only the yeah. moving i guess i should have said it's like any yeah. oh, my dad does so... his crosswords and pencil <laughs> okay i like that it only gets past monday okay, okay? <laughs> i'm guaranteeing her folks can go polish it the whole week off in pen no they're, problem they're sudokoing yeah. uh in like sharpie yeah basically. probably yeah right? yeah but uh 
Yeah. So, so, but did you get a military mindset? This is what I, this is what I concocted yeah, was, in my yeah, mind. Was, yeah, you know? I was, yeah. I was pretty disciplined. We get up a certain hour every morning and then exercise and then go to school and then I had hockey and homework and, and then bed, you know, like it was pretty, I wasn't, right. I didn't go out, didn't party, had a curfew. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, my life was pretty beat out in front of me. So as soon as I thought, saw like comedy as a, mm-hmm. as a viable you know, sort of income. I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm so an on. instrument of change came your way. Yeah, and yeah. I said, fuck yeah. 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 I did my first show at 13. Holy talent crow. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And I right away, I was like, I'm going to do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I lied to my dad for years about doing it. He didn't, had no idea. <laughs> he thought I was actually working at a restaurant for two years. Right. You were like, I'm working at a uh, wild Bob's at Red Deer or whatever. I lied, I lied to my father all the time. Still do. I'm a freelance waiter, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's like today yeah. I'm going, we're doing a one yeah. night waiting gig at, yeah. uh, in Abbotsford tonight. So, yeah. wow. Yeah, no, it's imparent. It's important to lie to your parents. <laughs> He said from with his mother and quietly in, in, in yeah, audio distance. Yeah, that's so funny. But are they stoked now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are they alive now? Yes, they're alive. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah I have a bunch of mums. I have a whole cornucopia of mums. I see. Interesting. Um, my, uh, Yet you're afraid of women. Yeah, I'm terrified. They all terrify me. All my mums are great, too. Okay. By the way. They're terrific human beings. They're, um, just they're, they're powerful, powerful yeah. women. They're strong women. They're, I, I respect them and I'm scared of them. I think the appropriate amount. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's still, have you ever the made a woman upset to the point where they cry and you know, your day's over, your week's over. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, like, yeah. I don't even know how to reconcile those feelings. Right. So, no, it's terrible. To yeah, I just walk them. into the ocean. But yeah, like I have hit, I have hit my limit though. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. at this point I'm just kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't change. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I hate making people feel bad, but I know if I carve into myself too deep about this, yeah. nobody's winning, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah. I've got to find, you know, some level of forgiveness. In, sure. Unless you do the bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I Louis. Yeah. I don't, I don't do Louis. anything bad anyway. I'm boring that way. So, I drink, I drink too much. Yeah. I do that. But then, but then I just go to sleep and I snore. That's the. Oh, sleep apnea. Yeah, I'm a snorer, drinking snorer. Do you have a CPAP? No. Oh, you only snore when you drink? Yeah. So your girlfriend will always know when you drink? Yeah, yeah. She knows every time. Does she like it when you snore? No, she hates it. I what sleep a... on the couch now when I know I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go sleep on the couch. <laughs> One morning I woke up, I, I came home drunk and I just crawled in the bed all quiet, you know, or what I thought was quiet, it was probably super loud. Right. And then, uh, and then I woke up in the morning and she was out on the couch. And I was like, oh, no, I snored all night. <laughs> woke her up. And so that made you like, realize oh. I've got to do that. Yeah. 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 That's like a thing in relationships, too, where you're, you know, the sleep schedule thing where yeah. they're sleeping yeah. and maybe you're next to them just like staring at the ceiling. Doesn't that yeah. feel weird? Like, Yeah, I can't do it. Because yeah. she gets up at six to teach. Uh-huh. I can't do that. Can't even be home in time for that to go to bed. Like nine p.m., ten p.m., she goes to bed. You really got to carve out five more hours. Yeah. Be awake, so. Yeah, I, my my schedule is all messed yeah. up now, but and sometimes it's good. I need five hours of sleep. No, she, she needs eight. You I need five from, hours of sleep. Yeah, I go for I I go so I sleep about three in the morning to about eight eight thirty. What would happen when you get? Have you ever had over five? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I was just when I was younger, you know, I'd sleep probably eight hours maybe seven hours and 
I'm fine. But I, if I sleep any more than eight, I'm dead for the rest of the day. I just feel sleepy and crappy. So five hours. I'm jealous of you. It gives you all that time. Yeah, you get some time going. But I mean, just the older you get, the quicker you wake up. Yeah, I mean, I'm having, I can't, I don't even know. I couldn't describe to you my sleep schedule. I, I'm confused. Without having children, I don't even know what the <laughs> purpose of life is anymore. So Yeah, travel is what it is. Have fun. Yeah, well, I'm here world. now. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, I'm here. Among all these beautiful books. Yeah, pick up a book and travel, man. Yeah, yeah. I like, should read more. You could learn about the tarot here, I can see. Yeah, I could, but yeah. that's my sister's job. Or Archie. You just or, need to, yeah, you just need a deck of actual cards and you can learn about the tarot. Who is the first comedian who ever blew you away live? Uh, Tom Stade. Oh, Tom Stade. I haven't heard that name for a while. Tom Stade is a Canadian comic, uh, makes his home in Edinburgh now, I believe. And uh, I was the first guy I watched all the way through at Yucks. I came home and I woke up my parents mm-hmm. and I told i tried to do all of tom's jokes to them at the foot of their bed <laughs> uh he blew me away man and, and you, i still love tommy to this day you were doing stand-up at that time at the yeah, time yeah 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 just doing amateur nights or whatever but right i mean watching tom was he whispered he took this dinner menu and then and then just whispered half half the menu out to the crowd it was killing just that's great them. yeah i you know he was probably too drunk mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well, he still pulled off something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're too drunk and you try to do your act, it's like uh, yeah, he killed me. That's awesome. Yeah. What about this question? What is the most sophisticated thing that a dog thinks? Think? Oh, I don't know, man. You know, like what do you? Yeah. You don't have to be a dog, but like, how sophisticated do you think the thoughts of an animal become? How well, sophisticated? Are I they? think they can solve a puzzle to get food or go to the bathroom. I think they can small solve basic puzzles. <laughs> okay. But I don't think they're either, ever like, am I really here? So or <laughs> right. They're never <laughs> or like Or is this a figment of my imagination? Is Rob mad at me? Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. I, they, <laughs> I think they no, no, they like, you know when they you know shit on their rug or whatever, and then you know right away they know that's bad. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When dogs have go to the bathroom and it's wrong, a lot of yeah. the time they're ashamed. And if yeah. they're not ashamed, yeah. You gotta put the dog down. You gotta take it out back. <laughs> yeah, that's troubled <laughs> dogs. Did you grow up at a time where if like a dog needed to be disciplined, it would get that old punch in the face? We never uh, had any pets like that growing up. We had a cat at one point, and that cat owned everybody except for my grandma. Right. Yeah, so one of those. It would murder. It would murder birds, and she didn't care about like sparrows or or robins. But every now and then, it would it would take the head off a cardinal or a blue jay and then put or it on like the back step rare and she creatures. would lose it yeah 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 they say they ruin the uh environment when you let a cat out of the house like that oh, yeah because yeah, it's like killing the birds in the thing and then it's like well what's the environment in a yeah, city yeah. you know what is yeah, yeah. that natural environment but yeah. yeah that they if you adapt them into a, an area they'll wind up picking off things that were there yeah, yeah. Cats aren't supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, they're no yeah. cats. They're perfect no. hunters. Yes, they are yeah. perfect hunters and they're yeah. they're very odd. Yeah. I do like cats though. Yeah, but me too. I know. want a mid-sized cat. I want like an ocelot or a serval. Well, those are cool cats. Yeah. yeah. And then just like a back 40 and then just invite people over to go walk through my field. Yeah. Well, is this are you gonna get out of the city? Yeah. Is that your dream? Well, I think I'm probably gonna end up at some point. I'd like a place in the city just to be able to come to and work and mm-hmm. then uh, I'd like to have some quiet space where I know make some, a rink. Yeah. Oh, make your own hockey rink. Yeah, sure. Easy enough. 
train kids. Mm. Train dogs. Yeah, dogs. Dogs to play <laughs> hockey. Skating dogs. Uh, yeah. Well, anybody that wanted to come over and use the rink, I think would be happy with. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Louis? But Louis can't come. <laughs> Louis can't come. The only thing, the thing I was thinking about. Stormy this, Daniels could come. <laughs> what about Nanette? Can she come? Yeah, of course. Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby could come for sure. This I like. People would confuse us all the time. I, I think I'm of, <laughs> I'm of the uh, opinion that I liked the Chappelle special a lot more than I expected to. And yeah. I actually recently came to a, a conclusion about it that uh, and its meaning that I think made me feel a lot better about it, which I think he he's such a mathematical thinker with mm-hmm. comedy, yeah. especially um with comedy and and uh that i think he wanted to do something where he was basically trying to prove that no matter what he says he can't really like hurt your sense of self yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. but i don't know my friend said that particular night he might not have been on his game like to an extreme level but that that the the i think that and hannah gadsby special are allowed to exist yeah. At the same time. Sure. You know, but people were infuriated by Hannah Gadsby's uh, oh, yeah? special. Oh, yeah. I talked huh. to a couple people. I didn't know. know anybody was infuriated by it. Yeah. I think it was more the uh, hype machine behind it that right. was like, this is the, you know, the death of, this is killed comedy, but it's made comedy be reborn. It's uh-huh. like, no, this is like yeah. a skilled comedian who decided yeah. to do, who's doing a one person show basically as yeah. they do in the UK and yeah, yeah. Australia. And this was what they wrapped the whole yeah. thing around. You sure. know, it's like, it's just very clear. But... Yeah, enjoy it or don't, who gives a shit? What's your point? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's... why people get so upset about art I... do you... for real? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she gets upset about art in the yeah. special though. Yeah. So it's all That's this, weird. it's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is weird now. Yeah. It's like having an opinion sucks not having an opinion sucks. yeah 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 like, that's not even a choice just, you gotta have an opinion <laughs> you i do i yeah. do but it's always changing yeah you know sure. instead of this ever changing if you talk to me one day i'll be like oh this spell special is good and then the next day i'm like i don't like they said that about you know whatever yeah. you know but oh i wanted to but your opinions i'm always surprised you did this like bernie sanders tweet where you were like it's good like all this shit is really yeah. good yeah and uh do you, but, and even what you were saying about Louis and stuff, I feel like some of the comics you know probably fall more in this kind of like weird, edgy, you know, yeah. like uh, what sure. anti-SJW, like sure, just yeah. like. Yeah, I have friends that really, really, you know, are on one side of this whole argument and then mm-hmm. friends who are on the other side of it. And I honestly, I, I mean, just like whatever comedy you like, you can listen to stuff and not listen to stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna hold you morally accountable yeah, for any of that yeah. just don't hurt people right you know don't, and i don't, don't believe just if you want to listen to louis that that makes you more likely to hurt somebody i don't think that either <laughs> that's ridiculous so you know especially with the the Chappelle stuff that divided so many friends that i had immediately and i went well as fast as he turned out that special i bet you a third of it's probably pretty tight and i bet you two-thirds of it's kind of sloppy and yeah. a little a little too deep cutting that's about right you know yeah he's a master at stand-up comedy it, it's hard to say otherwise if he took two years three years to put one set together we probably would have seen a real work hard but. well i mean that was you know the first one yeah like it is always the case it's yeah. just this super type thing you know yeah. and then it's like second one which was good it was a little yeah. less 
incredibly changing, but it was still yeah. super good. Yeah. And then there was the break. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the first of the new specials and the second, I was like, this yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah. The third one, I was yeah. kind of like, well, okay, he's yeah. really... But you would hear he's about so that. So much stuff, yeah. I mean, he's doing four-hour shows. Yeah, like. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, with these, there's certain comedians who they do get this pass and you can see Chappelle is trying to like toy with that idea a sure, bit. Sure. And Norm McDonald's another one. Yeah. And Norm, I love, I, Norm gets a permanent hall pass for me because yeah. I know done? he's about just the funny. He doesn't really have a, <laughs> he doesn't really care about anything. No, so. I think not only is he about just the funny, he's also mm-hmm. like kind of incapable. He has one of those brains where you can really see yeah. Oh, contraire, Mofer. Like, he yeah, will yeah. always do something that people yeah. don't really want. Like, he yeah. really leaned into this whole <laughs> I'm religious thing, you know, and Yeah, and then, oh, oh here's yeah. a question about comedy. What about the guy who got kicked off Saturday Night Live? What did you think of that whole brouhaha? Was that the, the Shane kid? Gillis. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he did something. That's people... bizarro. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, was it Michael Shea? Yeah. Yeah. So he just said something about um, <laughs> called uh, uh, said fella about what's her name? Um, the, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Called Caitlyn Jenner fella. Cutting edge comedy. And people are losing it, right? <laughs> of course they are. There's someone posted today. I saw this. Well, in case you want to write into NBC to tell people how upset you were, I was like, you have too much free fucking time. <laughs> Okay, I gotta go grocery shop. I got a meal prep for the week. Yeah. How are you typing to NBC your you know your butthurt thoughts? Just I, relax. I feel yeah. like Caitlyn Jenner is like the um OJ Simpson of trans yeah, right? people or right. something. You know? Yeah. Like there's just something a little bit not like that goes into like douche territory a little bit. Not and to the, say that she... family stinks, they stink. <laughs> I haven't. Well, yeah. The butts, you know? yeah, yeah, just pure butts, just only butts. They're yeah. just all butts. I don't know. Do I have one last question here to get us in here? The, the Kardashian douches can go away, as far as I'm concerned. Well, they would have a nice place to go to, yeah, frankly. I mean, place. they want to go away, you know. The house that OJ built. Do you have, yeah, do you have any special secrets that are nice? <laughs> and will you tell them to me? Will you put them in writing? Do you have special secrets that are nice? Do you yeah. have any special secrets that are nice? I don't I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I have any secrets. But the special secrets <laughs> makes it seem so hard to think of. <laughs> I put that challenge out to every listener. Yeah. Dude, what is your special secret? Weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Tell yeah. me your special secret. Tell me if you know any special nice secrets about Rob Pugh. Special nice secrets. Yeah, please. Nice. <laughs> special nice secrets. All right, I think we gotta go. Awesome, I'm sorry, man. I just cut it off hard. But That's right. We're now we're in plus here. Let's see where we're at. Thanks, brother. Of course, now we're eight minutes. That's perfect. Look at us. We look like gods. Glasses, Did gods. It. Yeah, glasses. Yeah, glasses. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my chat with Rob Pugh. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Rob. Come back anytime to my cramped little room full of books. Um, I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. There will be more coming very soon. Um, I think I'm out of guests in the can, so I, I better talk to some people and fast. 
Uh, luckily, I have a wonderful web of people to talk to. Uh, if you are having a good time with the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at the Flans or at Nick Flan Weekly or on Instagram Nick Flanagan Weekly. Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan, Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Subscribe, rate, blah, blah, blah. It all helps so much. I'll get into it in a podcast I'm recording soon, but I got my mojo back. And you can help me get my Monet back. I don't know what that means. All I'm saying is I'm going to do hard work for you, and I'm working hard, and I'm ready to go, and I want you to say hi if you see me on the street. Alrighty then. Till next time. Bye bye. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.